0: The Papua New Guinea government can be expected to sign a security agreement with France when President Emmanuel Macron visits Port Moresby this week. That's the view of University of PNG political scientist Michael Kabuni, who says he expects something similar to the deal signed with the United States in May. He spoke with Don Wiseman about the historic visit.
1: We've had this remarkable situation where in the last two or three months, a significant number of the leaders of the <laughs> the senior leaders of the free world have been visiting Pacific countries, particularly Papua New Guinea. We've had Indonesia, of course. We've had the US. We've had the Indian prime minister. And this coming week, we've got the French president. What's changed? What's happening here?
0: It's more like a scramble for the Pacific all over again with new players in Indonesia, India. But the French one is interesting because France is the only country to have a, a military presence in the Pacific, but it's not as popular as the United States, Australia, and even even the UK, who don't have a territory in the region. Or military in the region. And the French president's visit to Papua New Guinea will be the first outside of French territories in the Pacific. So that itself is an interesting point. But France has missed out on a lot. So France is not part of the uh, AUKUS deal or agreement between the United States. Great Britain and Australia. Uh, France is not part of the Quad. France refused to be part of what they call the Partners for the Blue Pacific. So France is isolated in the region in some aspect. The French president did meet with the U.S. president late in December. And among other things, they agreed on preventing militarization of the Pacific, uh, maintaining rule-based order in the Pacific, and stability in the Pacific, which is ironic in a sense because... France is the only country with military presence in the Pacific, and U.S. is heavily involved in militarizing the region. So what's changed? And you can put that down to China. You wouldn't see this much interest in the Pacific, and especially PNG, if it wasn't for China. So you bring out China, put China on the table, checkbooks comes out, you put China on the table, you got a military presence. China is kind of this phrase that you use to draw resources or interest in the region.
1: Why particularly p and g though is it its physical position in the Pacific or its size and growing?
0: Yeah, it's a variety of reasons. Papua New Guinea is not only an important member of the regional institutions like TIF, MSG, Melanesian Spear Group, uh, Pacific Islands Forum, but it's a dominant player in a sense, uh, only rivaled by Fiji. So, for instance, we just talked about France. The French territories of French Polynesia, New Caledonia, and Wallis and Fortuna are not part of the regional organizations. So, there is interest. For France to try to go through this, its uh, regional territories and try to gain a foothold in the Pacific outside of its own territories. And Papua New Guinea is strategically positioned not only its place on the map, but its position within the region uh, as, as a big brother to Melanesian countries and, and a very important player, along with Fiji, within the regional organizations and, and set up in the region. Uh, but also the economy. It's it's one of the biggest or the biggest economy uh, per capita wise. It might be less than Fiji, but. It's, it's the biggest economy in the region, natural resources. you got France company, one of the biggest, trying to operate a liquidified natural gas in Papua New Guinea, total PNG. So that's, that's interest for France, uh, economic interest in, in Papua New Guinea is growing. Uh, United States, of course, Exxon Mobile uh, in Papua New Guinea. So everything from commercial to strategic to leadership within regional countries, Papua New Guinea is at the top so you got multinational companies from France and the United States and Australia operating in Papua New Guinea so commercial interest you can argue it's one of the reasons but it's also strategically positioned as a buffer zone between Australia and Asia, uh, historically played a very important role during the war, Second World War. So all of these factors put Papua New Guinea relative to other Pacific Island countries as a, a prime uh, location, a prime real estate uh, for these
1: countries. It's sort of becoming uh, the Ukraine of the South Pacific. as a Yeah,
0: it's kind of. And I mean, when you think of it, it comes with risks. Of course, you can use Ukraine as an example. NATO and Russia are basically fighting their war in Ukraine. And you can say it's a Ukrainian war. But what happens when two elephants fight? It's the grass that suffers, right? And in the Pacific, there is intense interest, intensified interest in Papua New Guinea. But it also comes with risk. Historically, so many Papua guineans lost their lives in Second World War, in a war that wasn't theirs. They were recruited, sometimes forced to participate as carriers. Just yesterday, Papua New Guinea celebrated its Remembrance Day remembering Papua Guineans that participated in the war in different forms, but also left so much trauma to the young kids that were born and were growing during the war, disrupted so many things. And one of the things about this intense competition is the disruption that it brings. It disrupts the politics of the country. The Solomon Islands is a good example of the rumors that uh, both China and United States on the other end with Australia were supporting different factions. And that can become very destabilizing, uh, especially if you are trying to get political support. You can play the politicians against each other in a country. And then that, that becomes very disruptive. And this is, you know, it's not just an assumption of what might happen. It happened in the Middle East. It happened around other countries. It even happened in Ukraine in the first conflict. So yes, yeah, so the intense interest comes with opportunities and resources, but it has a disruptive potential and that's that's a risk.
1: What do you envisage coming out of this meeting with Necron and Mirape?
0: Well, we'll have to see after his visit and whatever the announcements comes out of I'm thinking it's gonna be along the lines of what the United States did and which is sign the defence cooperation agreement, but post a narrative that it was for the benefit of Papua New Guinea to secure its extensive, exclusive economic zone to prevent drug and transnational crimes passing through Papua New Guinea waters, preventing illegal and un- unregulated fishing in the region and strengthening the capacity of law enforcement agencies. And friends in the region... As as the military to support law enforcement agencies already got a standing military of some sort. So they've got the military in their territories, three territories in the region. So that could be used to support not only law enforcement agencies and regional cooperation in fighting transnational crimes and illegal fishing, but disaster response. So France has the capacity to respond. They actually have military vessels with a capacity to deploy at a very short notice in the Pacific. I think apart from Australia, France is the next country with that capacity. And they could use that potential to respond to uh, natural disasters in the region, uh, which has become a frequent occurrence in the last couple of years. And Papua New Guinea has been experiencing devastating earthquakes. So I'm expecting, you know, this kind of non-military support, just like what the United States did. Advancing their interest, but using the weakness within state capabilities, using the lack of resources, using the different non-military threats that Papua New Guinea faces and saying we have the potential to assist you in these spaces.